Hey folks, welcome back to another extra episode of the Ruby Rogues podcast. Um, I'm probably going to keep putting these out. I've got stuff that I, I want you to come and do with me. So, uh, and this seems like a good way to get the word out. So uh, right now we have the Ruby Dev Summit coming out. It's going to come out next week. Uh, it'll come out on Tuesday. You can get notified as to where to watch it by going to rubydevsummit.com. And you can go ahead and uh, enter your email address and I'll just send that over. So anyway, um, I'm going to talk a bit about the JIT or why JIT. It's, it's a performance attribute of the Ruby virtual machine. Um, I think it was introduced initially to some degree in Ruby 3.0 or 3. Yeah, 3.0. And then um, we've seen it uh, more actively involved in Ruby 3.2, where you could actually compile it into the Ruby, uh, the Ruby executable. And then from there, you could run it with a flag. Um, Ruby 3.3 actually has this really cool feature where now, if you want the JIT turned on in your application, you're running Ruby 3.3, you can actually turn it on at runtime. There's a command or a, a method to do that, which is super cool. Of course, you have to build it with the JIT, but once you have that done, then you can just do it. And um, the, the performance characteristics are really cool. Um, it, it speeds it up a whole bunch. But what is it, right? You're probably like, okay, great. So, you know, compile with JIT, blah, blah, blah. And apparently there's a, a slight bug when you actually build it. So you have to jump through a couple of hoops to make it work um, in 3.3. But um, yeah, hopefully they get that fixed out soon, 3.3.1 or 3.4. I can't remember when it's coming. Anyway, so so let's back up and talk about it. What is a JIT? What is a just-in-time just compiler? Well, we all know that Ruby's a, uh, an interpreted language, which means that Ruby has a parser, that parses the files that are included in your or required by your Ruby program. And what it does is it breaks the Ruby code that you wrote down into an abstract syntax tree. And maybe I should do an episode on that. What the flip is a parser and what the flip is a, an abstract, abstract syntax tree. And so maybe I'll do that later. But anyway, the abstract syntax tree is essentially um, a machine readable representation of your code, right? You could probably come. I'm pretty sure you can compile it right back out to code, right? So um, it may not look the same with white space and things like that, but but it's a, it'll it'll be executable Ruby code, and then from there it compiles it down to uh, binary code that can actually be run on the virtual machine, and that's what the just-in-time compiler does. So what it does is it it passes the information off as to what your Ruby program is to the the virtual machine or the Ruby executable. And the Ruby executable will run the code, right? And so as it runs the code, what we found is that a lot of compiled languages run faster than the interpreted languages, right? So you, if you write something in C and you compile it, or you write something in Go or Rust and you compile it, and then you run it on the machine, it's optimized and, and compiled so that it will run natively on the machine. It doesn't have that layer of the virtual machine in the middle. and so. With Ruby, what we're running is we're running our Ruby code on the Ruby virtual machine, which then runs on the machine, right? Runs on the computer. And so in order to get things to run faster, what happens is, is after you reach a certain threshold, you've run it so many times or you've spent so much time running it. I, I've seen uh, just-in-time compilers do all kinds of stuff. But there's an algorithm that says, you've run this enough, we're just going to compile it and we're going to run it natively right? We're not going to run it through the virtual machine anymore. We're just going to run it on the computer. 
which is much, much faster. And so if you're looping over something a whole bunch of times, it'll maybe run 100 times and then it'll say, okay, 101st time, we're going to take a break. We're going to compile this and now we're going to run it for the next however many million you have to do. And like I said, because it compiles it down to something the machine can run, it goes way, way, way faster. And, and that's really what a just-in-time compiler does. Now, what I'm finding in the Ruby code in particular in, in the virtual machine is that it already has compiled targets for a lot of the things that you're going to be doing on a regular basis. So it's things like um, is a question mark, right? So if you're going to check and see if something is a particular class, apparently that gets called a lot. And so they just gave that to you for free. You don't have to wait for it to run a bazillion times. It just, it's already compiled when you run Ruby. And there are a whole bunch of other ones in there like that. Um, now I looked at the benchmarks and I, I hesitate to give you actual numbers on how fast it is just because it, it really depends on what you're running and what you're doing. But I've talked to a number of people who have run it on their machines and it is apparently measurably faster. And so I'm looking forward to moving my code over. Um, the problem is, is that, yeah, uh, finding, a, I run my stuff on Docker and deploy with Kamal. And so because of that, I need to find a virtual machine that actually has Ruby 3.3 on it. And I can't find one that has it with the JIT and everything else set up. I have found instructions on the internet, though, for actually doctoring your Docker file so that it will go and it will pull the Alpine image and then pull down the source code and then compile it. And that and right, and then you have an executable that you can then run the JIT on. So I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to seeing how much faster I can get things to run. But in the meantime, if you keep hearing about the JIT, if you're watching the summit, the summit talks are available now. If you have a Ruby Bits or Rails Clips subscription, um, then you're probably hearing about it already. But yeah, it just makes your program a lot faster and takes advantage of the way that the computer works in order to do it. So there you go. If you're wondering what we're talking about when we talk about the, the JIT or why JIT, that's it. That That's what it is. So um, anyway, go check out Ruby Dev Summit, rubydevsummit.com. And until next time, Max out.